0: Hello, welcome back to the Masonic Roundtable, a weekly program where masons from around the world get together to talk about Masonic news and opinions in a friendly and social manner. As a reminder, the thoughts and the opinions expressed here are solely the opinions of the participants and do not represent any Grand Lodge statements or positions. Make sure you keep your conversations open for the public and on the level. As always, to interact with us, we love seeing you live on Thursday nights. And we are on Facebook, on YouTube, and love chatting with you live. And the great thing is, is now you can chat with us live, You get to throw all the fun comments at us, and some of your comments might even end up on the show. As always, if you can't catch us live, then always listen to us in your favorite podcasting app. You know me? My name is John Rurok. I'm a Past Master of the Patriot Lodge, number 1957, in Fairfax, Virginia. And next up for his introduction is not Joe, it's Jason. Just because.
1: Okay. Hey, everybody. Jason Richards here, Past Master of Vacation Lodge, number 16, in Clifton, Virginia, member of the Colonial Lodge number 1821 in Washington DC Lafayette Lodge number 79 in Zanesville, Ohio and officially a member of the Old Guys Club with the rest of TMR.
0: Oh that's right happy birthday Nice Well, awesome good to see you here. Last but not least another old guy Joe Martinez.
2: Yes hello What's going on, oh, worshipful cats and kittens yeah Joe Martinez. <laughs> still worshipful master of monastro lodge number 182 uh i think i got my mic fixed so sorry for the sound issues last week but great to be here super jazzed about the topic and uh happy birthday big j Ooh. love you man smooches.
0: smooches love you too
1: smooches
0: nice awesome it is. no tongue all right well um as we dive in I want to give a special shout out to the patrons who support the show you guys rock our socks. So um, if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash the Masonic roundtable to keep the show going for many, many years to come. Thanks. Thanks, guys. You many guys rock years. many, many years, guess at come. least at least till 2040.
2: 2040.
0: At least till 2040.
2: Damn you. I thought we blocked too soon. Card.
0: I think we need, <laughs> we need <laughs> to tighten <laughs> the security controls here. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, good stuff. Yay. Happy birthday, Jason. all right so normal order of business let's go over to the tarot card of the week and we're let's do uh, how about this jason why don't you pull a four card spread right okay so i want you to look through your deck oh look at that you just happen to have four cards at the ready how fortuitous (laughs) wow it's like we planned it (laughs) what four cards do we have jason
1: so uh we have the Ace of Pentacles, love it. The Ace of Cups,
2: love that one too.
1: The Ace of Swords, yeah, like love that one. Love gold foil Art Nouveau tarot deck, like freaking cool. Um, And then my favorite, the Ace of Wands. Nice. So, I just also happen to have a picture of them. Um, why did you
2: randomly choose those? (laughs) Yes.
1: I, no, I didn't randomly choose those. I mean, they, you ruined the effect. I, I randomly went through the deck and pulled them out totally at random, except I could only choose from the aces and I had to choose four.
0: Yes. Right. Because he
1: didn't poker. So I didn't, not at all. (laughs)
0: He's got a literally has an ace up the sleeve. So the, uh, four elements, um, also correspond, those who don't know to the uh, suits in the general tarot decks, right? So whether they be the coins, cups, swords, and wands, or or pentacles, et cetera, like it's they are related. And so, just to give you the big spoiler alert, uh, the coins or pentacles relate to the element of earth, the material, the material plane, and then you have the emotional water-based cups. And you can see actually see water pouring out of the cup in the ace. You have the airy sword. Mm. Not airy but put, but in the yeah. air. A I R Y. They they slice through the air. Mm. And then uh you take this wooden wand and set it ablaze. So you have a fiery wand.
2: That I'm sorry, that that wand, looks like a, that looks wand, like a phallus. Stick. It does not look like fire a wand.
0: passion. That's a that's a big club right there.
2: Like yeah. I think of Harry Potter when I think of one. That looks like somebody's gonna get yeah. their tiny (laughs) whoop it's
0: like a caveman wand right there
2: you know like behind a dumpster or something like just getting
0: yeah so uh so we're gonna learn a lot about uh, these four elements and keep these these cards in mind because the four elements show up in a lot of different places uh with a lot of different symbology and uh the beautiful part of this is we're going to cover a little bit of the history a little bit of the structure in tonight's episode about the classical elements but yet one show can't contain all of this awesomeness so we are actually going to dive deeper in future episodes per element so stay tuned for another multi-part
1: episode series can't wait yep that'd be good
0: right you want a long form you got long form here we go awesome so let's begin so we and are next talking week about that.
1: next week we will uh we'll do oh, the tarot card of the week with uh I like with my new deck the millennial tarot
0: noise yeah does that come with avocado toast
1: it avocados on the reverse of all the cards <laughs>
0: I love it. I freaking hate
2: avocado toast. I'm sorry. <gasps> West Coast. I'm sorry, shirt.
0: you're you're breaking up. Nope. So, what? Oh, look, we lost Joe. I don't know what happened. <laughs> so, uh, oh. Oh, you came back. Hi. Sorry about that. Hi. The uh, classical elements is what tonight's episode is on. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about you guessed it, earth, air, fire, and water, and a little bit of where they came from. So. Why don't we start with uh, who do we want to start with that goes the further back in history from a historical context? Are we doing Jason or are we doing Joe?
1: So I go back to 500 BCE.
2: Uh, uh, I'm at 1300 BCE. Whoa. Joe. Yeah. Let's go. Let's, right let's drop on. it.
1: Okay.
2: So um, let me just add that just to memorialize it forever. All right. Avocado toast is the devil. Not approved. But anyway, let's talk about the four elements because that is more fun than avocado toast. And so yeah, let's talk about, uh, we're gonna talk about a lot of uh, Eastern philosophies when it comes to the four elements, sometimes the five elements, um, but we're not gonna do a show on the five elements because that is, uh, that's hit or miss on which uh, mythologies and which cultures had five elements as opposed to four. Some of them came later. Damn you to hell. He does not. so for our for our uh, podcast uh, listeners, they are talking about green beans and avocado toast. so equal equal parts hate right there, okay? Equal hate. So FYI. But yeah, let's go to um, let's go to our Indian brothers first. So as far back as about a thousand BCE, there's references to um, a lot of Hindu, writings and things like that that talk about they talk about five unfortunately um so they do include the void uh but their traditional elements are there earth water fire and air do show up in the vedas uh and they do note that all of creation was made up of those five not four elements so that is some of the earliest writings that you see um i know jason is going to start probably in greece i'm feeling so um but before we get to the 500s bce Ooh, look at that! Maybe we'll do that. Fortuitous, um, yes. We won't talk about green beans. So, um, and then let's go over to our far eastern, uh, to the ancient Chinese. Uh, they go back as about seven eight hundred BCE. But again, they talk about five elements, and it's funny because it's a different fifth element. I just keep thinking of that Bruce Willis movie every time I say fifth element. Um, their five elements were fire earth, water, metal, and wood. Um, so they were looking at it for more of the physical properties. But again, that's pre, pre-Greek pre influence on the four elements. But um, as, as I'm sure Jason is about to start talking about, the pre-Hellenistic Greeks did start with the four traditional primordial elements.
1: You don't know what I'm going to talk about?
2: Well, I guess because I'm smart. Go. Go.
1: Oh. Um, <clears throat> So let's talk about pre-Hellenic Greece, <laughs> <laughs> uh, specifically um, pre-Socratic philosophy. So up until this point, the four elements were seen as tools for the deity or deities. Um, you know, they were implements of creation, not the created implements them themselves. And so pre-Hellenic philosophers like Parmenides and Heraclitus um, in and around 500 to 450 BCE kind of broke with that mythological origins and instead kind of in a very, I don't know if it's, it's more like, you know, pre Kant philosophy or not, they they said, okay, what the the earth and the creation is everything we can perceive, right? Based right. on our senses. Well, well
0: based on that, just real quick, like it's an interesting association because you started with kind of the assumption that like these elements had deities associated with it, associated with it, right? Because we talk about how, you know, there was sun worship and stuff way back in Druidic and pre Egyptian, mm-hmm. right? Uh, religious old, context, yeah, right? Old, yeah. So, so it would make logical sense that there would be a deity for fire, and there would be a de- deity for wood and and earth, right? So that makes, and so that would make a lot more sense in a polytheistic yes. construct, right? Yes. And so you're saying now we're getting into um, a little bit more of a reasoned nature when you're starting into the, yes. uh, the the Greek or Hellenistic um, style of logically thinking through what these things mean instead of just doing it on faith alone.
1: Yeah. And so these these philosophers in particular, you know, kind of sought to explain reality based on constructs. This is around the time of the cult of Pythagoras. And so the cult of Pythagoras was trying to explain everything on Earth through the construct of numerology and mathematics. Uh, These philosophers uh, wanted to explain all of existence based on what we can perceive with our five senses. And so um, they, interesting, kind of splintered into two groups. There were the monists and the pluralists, and so the monists Monists Monad or Monad one um, thought that there was one element that um, was preeminent above all others. And that was the element of water, whereas um, the uh, yeah. So that was in about six hundred and twenty or so BCE uh, Thales of Miletus. proposed that water is the primordial element and the fundamental element out of which every other element propagates. Uh, whereas we get a little bit later on, about 50 years later, and we get uh, Empodocles of Echargris, um, who formulated the theory of the four elements to explain the generation and corruption of matter. So fire, earth, water, and air are all equal partners and they are what is responsible for the creation and destruction of everything. And really, really interesting because um, these philosophers explain that everything down to a material and its color is due to the different um, mathematical makeup of the four elements within that piece of matter. And so the elements join together to form matter and then separate upon death or degradation, corruption. Um, So, you know, as far as, you know, mathematical proportions are concerned, um, you know, bones, for example, consist of four parts fire, two parts of earth, two parts of water, and no air. And a dash of oregano. Being predominantly fire because fire goes white and is associated with white whereas water the antithesis of fire is black
0: and so you right. can
1: you can now explain a spectrum of all of the colors
0: true. Um, well true. well it's kind of like how we have the periodic table today and we see you know yep. that that we have molecules that are made up of multiple atoms yes then... well, you, yeah you're skipping
2: ahead there because the, okay. the molecule thing that just blew people's minds right and the molecule yeah came yeah. a little bit after what jason was talking about but
0: but I think it, in a corresponding way right that absolutely. Nail, everything comes down to these four elements
2: right and, and just before we get, get to together, the you do and you and you add a you know you add the uh little salt little pepper little salt bay magic happens but no seriously the um the, one of the things that jason was touching on and I, I kept trying to interrupt him to to coax that pony but um before we get to the philosophy of it you got to understand that these first primordial elements were the smallest packets of nature that people could understand right you right. couldn't break it down smaller and they were actually you know the term atom actually shows up in the around the 450s BCE because they thought that fire or water or air or earth could not be broken down into anything smaller even though they didn't know what the hell they were talking about because atoms weren't discovered for about another 1100 years but um the ancients they believed. Water cannot be broken down into anything else. And fire could not be broken down into anything else. That was the fundamental building blocks of all of creation were those.
0: Yeah.
1: Like when Joe has corn for dinner. It can't be broken down into smaller pieces.
2: Smaller forms. That's right. And you mentioned some awesome folks there. Thales of Miletus. Awesome dude. Um, You mean Thales? Thales. Thales.
0: Okay. Ah. Tamales. And
2: tomato. Yes.
0: Empedocles. Ooh. It.
2: <laughs> but it's funny. You mentioned uh, Empedocles. He was actually the very first person who uh, postulated the existence of air. Um, mm. Yeah. So he actually did an experiment. He was a, a person who did experiments and experimental I don't want to say scientists, but um, he showed that a bowl filled with air inverted in water didn't immediately fill up. There was that bubble that rose. And so he showed the separation between water and whatever was keeping the water out of the rest of the bowl. And that was air. So yeah, experiments. It's groundbreaking for for that time. Mm -hmm. Love it. Mm. Yep. Yep. Keep going, Jason. I'm jazz. Nice. Tell me more. I
1: was going to, I was going to turn it over to you. To uh, to jump over to Aristotle. <laughs> what <Well>, Aristotle? Aristotle. <laughs> Aristotle. Yes. Because uh, well, I mean, Aristotle took that kind of pre-Hellenic philosophy as a base and then added his own spin onto it, um, as was his prerogative. You make him sound like a thief.
0: No. Sp- okay. So tell me about Aristotle, Joe. You tell me about Aristotle. Well, well so, yeah. <laughs> so
2: Aristotle, um, or Aristotle, <laughs> as, his, as his homies call them, um, he did postulate that idea that the four elements, earth, water, air, and fire, again, made up all of the matter. And that matter and those building blocks of everything that we saw was the cornerstone of philosophy, of science, and even medicine. And, you know, his ideas basically ran stuff for about 1,500 years. Um, Interestingly enough, there were – I'll have to pull up the name and find it after. But um, we were talking about atoms before and how atoms were not – Not to be trusted. Not to be trusted, yes. Because they make up everything. That's right. But, uh, you know, they – you know, people were – postulating the idea about them but it was uh, sacrilegious to even talk about atomic theory because if you had substances that were atoms then they that was a dad joke um you know the the powers that be which were the catholic church at the time in europe and things like that they didn't like the idea of breaking things down into breaking creation down to something that could be observed um because it's ineffable right and we don't talk about things that are ineffable so it kind of languished for about over a thousand years um so, and it was actually a French Catholic priest that wrote a paper in the 1400s talking about atomic theory. Um and he probably published it under a pen name or something like that. Got uh, to. That's dangerous yeah. stuff. The most most dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, Aristotle um applied the four elements to uh, he actually talked about fifth elements. He did talk about the ether, right? And the ether was a separate element which was groundbreaking at the time because, you know, the ether actually lived all the way up until the time of Albert Einstein. And it wasn't until the early 1900s where they were like, holy crap, the aether is completely made up and full of crap. And we don't like it. So let's actually do science and figure out what is actually in space. So
1: I thought but, it was just the reality stone.
2: No, it is not. But back to Aristotle, um, you know, the, the big thing with him that changed the way that people looked at these four elements was that he, talked about them in a way that people could relate to them so he talked about their properties you know water is cold and is wet fire is hot and dry you know um so people were really kind of like what you were talking about from a philosophical standpoint jason people were relating these primordial elements to their feeling or how you could touch them or how you could interact with them their color their temperature things like that so yep yeah. absolutely right there yeah so uh-
0: mm-hmm. I, I want to jump off on that, if you don't mind, because Please. I thought this was fascinating doing research for this, um, that, you know, how do you identify if something has fire in it, right? Back to that, you know, how it's, the bone is six-part fire and all this, right? So- Four parts, but yes. It, it basically um, s- started with the uh, uh, Epidocles system, but added this, this um, hot and cold element, as well as a dry-wet element. So you can see here that... It's um, the first
1: time someone ever said, you'll be okay, it's a dry heat.
0: It's a dry heat in the fire. That's that's funny. I'm that's, sorry
1: to all of our listeners. It's I'm dad gonna...
0: joke number two for, uh, for you tonight. This is uh, two in a row.
2: He's at that age now. I he's know, he's, dad jokes, you know.
0: He's, he's he got crossed, his uh, new kicks and cargo shorts and grilling... Uh,
2: Got a little, little, pocket, Got knife, little yes. pocket knife hanging in his pocket right there. Clicking
0: the tongs twice before he yep. uses them. Yeah.
1: Kind <laughs> make sure they work.
0: <laughs> so, um, so let's see. So anything that would be, uh, dry and hot would be fire. Anything that would be dry and cold would be earth. Anything that would be hot and wet is air and then cold and wet for water. Right. So this made logical sense when you looked at how you interacted with your senses in the world. So, um, you could actually move the properties of an, of an element to, into different stages because um, as you can imagine, like you can go from, uh, you know, liquids to solid your solids, to liquids, to gases. And then no, now we know as plasma to be the fire element as well. <clears throat> um, practically, if you look at things like, let's just say you're heating clay up in an oven, then you, um, you could you could be thinking of that as driving off water, uh clay being your earth, you're dri- you're driving off water and adding fire, and there- thereby transforming that clay into a hard plot. And then alternatively, substances could be changed to one to another by um thinking of how they move in their cycle. So water falls from the sky, water, cold and wet, falls from the sky as rain. Um, and then when the air, hot and wet, cools down. A piece of wood, on the other hand, which is obviously rich in earth, cold and dry, can burst into flame, hot and dry when heated. When you add heat to earth, and so I think that was that was interesting. Also, the way they thought of this too, trying to course trying to make sense of the world. Um, another way to think of it is going from most dense to least dense, right? Um, from from the the um, earth, water, air, and fire. Yes, Joe.
2: Question. So, for this square, for the uh, audio listeners, on what part of the square is a hot pocket?
0: A hot pocket <laughs> that would be under molten lava hot. Okay, right on. Yes.
1: Well, it's, it it depends. It's either frozen or molten frozen. lava hot. <laughs> oh, right. It, Magma. It, it
0: could be you in said, between.
2: You talked. You said, you said <laughs> plasma, and I, the first thing I thought of was like the damn inside of a hot pocket is plasma. It is. <laughs> it, it, is it really is. <laughs>
0: but uh, 10 points uh, for Jason getting the, uh, the Jim Gaffigan reference. Yep. Um, and some other things to think about too, uh, look at the human body, right? They also try to correspond these four elements with other things around. So the human body in Genesis was made from clay, was made from the earth. Um, the human body takes up has most, mostly water inside of it was breathed in life by the spirit of God, the air of God. And then, um, your blood, your body temperature, stays up uh, through these uh, exothermic reactions that you have as is fire inside of you. Yeah, I know. I didn't know. I don't like that. Nope. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of fires going off in Joe's belly I, right now.
2: Yeah, we actually. I, well, I had Genesis two up on a slide, but we're not going to show it now because.
0: Oh, you did. Well, let's uh, show John
2: it. Literally ruined it. no no, no, no. um no you were a ruiner uh yeah i I need to throw it up there um yeah but i was actually gonna talk about that as well and you kind of hit it the nail on the head um and i'm not good at google slides folks so that's why it looks like this is hot this is nice my apologies but yeah dude
1: learn contrast
2: listen okay now that your eyes are old um, things are gonna bother you now that never bothered you before so.
1: your face has always bothered
0: can you increase the font on this yes I could and give, give me the large print edition and let,
2: let me get my readers on okay so <laughs> get, my,
0: get my cheaters
2: my blue blocking readers okay so are those uh, like gunners? John is referring to they're the like gen one blue blockers from like 2014. Uh, And I've had them on my desk ever since, and they're super yellow. Uh, I feel like I have, like, serious amounts of malaria inside my body when I'm wearing them. (laughs) But but I digress. Looking a
0: little jaundiced,
2: Joe. Yes, everything (laughs) is looking jaundiced. So.
0: Get them under a heat lamp.
2: Pay attention. What John was referring to. I can't.
1: I can't read your slides.
2: Oh, okay. Well, put on these uh, 10-year-old blue blockers, and they'll just come up crispy. So. Uh, what John was talking about was the second creation story that we find in Genesis. Cause there's two, there's not one, there's two. Okay. People seem to get two. that and people smush them together a lot, but there's two Genesis one, and at Genesis least two. two, at least two. Um, but now we're talking specifically about the creation of man. And John made a fantastic point when he was talking about the four elements in these two verses in Genesis two actually highlight all four of the elements. Um, so he, and like I said, he read it already. So, but it says streams came up from the earth, so water. And then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground. That's earth, right? Primordial earth, not the crappy earth that we live on, and breathed life into his nostrils. That's air. The and ruach. The ruach, John Ruach. And then finally, um, uh, you know, some scholars indicate that the living soul is the fire part, right? That that burning fiery aspect of our nature. Um but all those four elements go as far back as Genesis 2, which we know was written a little bit before um, Aristotle and uh, Empanocles few, and all those. few things. years. Yeah, by a few years. Y- yeah.
0: You're going to call them Empanocles from now on. I, love yeah. it. Dude,
2: I'm, I want a damn empanada now. I'm just fiending it now.
0: So, yeah. No, but yeah. So again, what I like is they, they were trying to explain it from a scientific perspective, but yet it also has biblical references as well. Right, so um, this is also another reason why you see like the spiritual alchemy movement kick on in like the 1300s, because like, oh, I I could see how we can take this symbolic representation of the four elements and apply it to different sections uh, of the Bible, the the Talmud, and 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 so on and so forth. Right? Another example, just to keep running with the the Bible example, um, like when you look at the the story of, of Noah and and the flood. Which which version Jason, but I don't know, it doesn't matter we'll we'll pick one of them and roll with it, right? So another way to interpret that in a classical elements set is when you look at this the material sin that most of the human beings were doing at the time, it was a very earth earthy sin you know living living for the the present moment, um, not not spiritual things <clears throat> and so along came a purifying flood, which was water, and then, uh, after 40 days, then you had, uh, Noah sending out birds of the air, the Raven and the dove. And then finally, after landing on Ma- Mount Ararat, um, had a burnt sacrifice to God, you are know, thanking him. So you actually have the fire at the culmination of the story. So the story arc contained those four classical elements as well.
2: What about the rainbow? That's like the best part of the story and you left it out with the, the rainbow Ooh, okay. fifth element. I like it.
0: Mila Jovovich. I am a meat popsicle. (laughs) So again, there's precedent there, right? Is it a stretch? Maybe, but like at least there is something that you you can go back to from a spiritual aspect to define, to relate these material properties properties of of the four classical elements.
2: I don't think, I don't think it is a stretch, John. And and here's why, because we're so accustomed and I'm sure people watching this are like, you guys are so full of crap, but you got to remember when the stories of Genesis and pre-Hel- pre-Hellenized Greek philosophers were sitting around talking, they didn't have the Science Channel. They didn't have How the Universe Works. They didn't have Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, so the stories that they shared and that they imparted with people the religion, the science, the history, it was all mushed into one big thing. It was right. Story well, time.
0: Sir Isaac Newton, right? He he spent most of his writings on alchemy, like over 50, over 50% of his writings were on alchemy because he was trying to merge this uh, religion and science together. You're absolutely yep. right.
2: He wrote mm-hmm. more about religion than he did about science.
0: Yeah, that is Boom. true. So, yes, so we have that. Um, where else do we go from here? So we've got, um, we've talked a little bit about Aristotle building off of Empanocles and his, and his, uh, I love sy- it. Sy- his system. It's not Empanocles if you're trying to take notes, um, of the cold and cold, hot and dry, wet system here. And yet, uh, when you take it to other degrees, now you start having other associations than than scientific so do we want to keep pulling that scientific thread for a bit before we switch over to that or you know i don't know what else you got for that
2: uh yeah i actually had uh i was adding to the slides here let me see if you got them here
0: okay um
1: did you make them legible this time
2: uh it's a picture Uh so you can go scratch your behind okay Okay. um (laughs) you usually do
0: that for me it needs a scratching stick
2: it's not doing it. Um I have the um,
0: No, I got it, I got it, don't worry about it. Do it. I do mean, the thing. Do the the scratching thing. stick. Do the, the thing. Got the wand.
1: I got the yeah. wand. I got the big thick wand for
0: There you go. It's do it. Screen two. There we go. Do it. Yeah, there so it is. What, what are we seeing here?
2: That is another hazardous
0: chemicals.
2: It is not. Uh it well, it could have been, you know, depending on who we're talking about. But that is <laughs> the native american medicine wheel or a depiction of it and it also talks about so again completely different part of the world right separated by an ocean but our native american brothers and sisters they refer to the four elements in a lot of the same ways that their western counterparts did um or western european ones did as well so you know you've got stuff like uh earth air fire and water and they in their uh medicine wheel represented directions represented the four seasons the four cardinal directions um the different cycles mason alert um the different cycles of man from you birth youth uh manhood old age all represented here um and it also represents the different races uh that the native americans had become exposed to at some point so they had the indigenous oh, americans yeah. the asians the europeans and those from africa well i'll be darn yeah i like it so they're pretty cool too that is super cool
0: indeed uh while we're on that topic too um i have another slide here that it's kind of hard to see
2: uh, but well we're gonna,
0: gonna piss jason off yeah the it's contrast Jason. Sorry about the contrast in advance here. Okay, um, let's talk no, about the Oh, that's fine. Oh, that's uh, fine. Well, Mind he, that. can't, he can't see the the black on black text. So, um, what you're looking at here was also another correspondence, which uh, comes from the Greek physician uh, Hippocrates, which is <laughs> <laughs> often credited with developing the theory of the four humors uh, of kind of of the blood. Right. So this is like internal to the human body that they, it, it broke to these four elements of blood, yellow bile, bile, um, uh, black bile and phlegm. So the, there was a correspondence there and you can see, uh, where they are indicated and where they fall on the, the, uh, hot, cold, wet, dry, um, thing. Now this was kind of the, uh, this was really forward thinking, right? For medicine, uh, for, almost you know thousands of years almost um until really they got they got past all of this like it's bad in your blood in the mid 1800s uh when they started talking about germ theory so again remember like even what george washington
2: Washington reference
0: yeah george washington you know died because they were like well something's bad in your blood we got to get this The got to do some bloodletting could you get that bad blood out of there and yeah, but so this is a for, even up to his time frame, they were still thinking of these four humors, or or you know the natural scientific evolution of these four humors as I'm, uh, part of that. I'm kind of
2: okay with yellow bile and phlegm because I mean those happen. Anybody with kids knows that that happens on the daily. But what <laughs> the hell do you have to do to contract black bile? Like what? What's licorice
0: sticks, <laughs> diarrhea. Are
2: you, are you going to Are you going to Chili's one too many times? Like what's <laughs> going on there? What is
0: happening? Too many Epinodacles.
1: <laughs> yes, we're gonna get Ding. so much hate for this. Episode. I know. You, you guys being too
0: humorous. You Stop know, it. oh, like the four humors. The oh. I'm I'm just surprised what that Joe it? hasn't. Dad
1: humor, inappropriate humor, fart humor, and dad jokes.
0: Dad, well, we got the dad jokes covered. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that was the first one.
0: But uh, I'm surprised Joe hasn't like leapt through the screen and. You, Corrected your bad Greek pronunciation. We'll talk, I, we'll talk. We'll talk. I wasn't even going to attempt it. I, I know my. I know my I limits. You,
2: I appreciate you. But speaking of <laughs> Greeks, uh, I What's think the, you, ac- you actually Greeks. touched on this, uh, and Jason actually touched on this when he first started. Was that those pre-Socratic Greeks that were talking about these elements and talking about how primordial they were? There was a big fistfight for decades on which one came first. You know, which was that archa, that proto-element that came before all the other four. So it wasn't until I'm going to say his name right, Empedocles, uh, first those. Yes, I was trying to be serious, folks. Joe serious, Jason, dad jokes. So, um, you know, he was the first one to say, "Hey, there's four. Deal with it. Shut up." But before that, there were people arguing over which one was the that prima materia, um, or that first matter from which all of them came. You had Heraclides, who was a big fan of fire. You had Thales who said water was the first element, and then um, Anaximenes, who said air was the first thing. So again, for a long time, people argued about which came first, chicken or the egg. Um, But then Empedocles, to Jason's point, um, drove it home and said, stop bickering. They're all primordial. They're the first four, deal with it. And then Aristotle threw out ether and pissed everybody off. So
0: boom. Wow. Now, you can actually take these and run with it and start applying these four systems, these four elements to other hierarchies. And that's, again, where we'll go much deeper into the specific uh, elements in future episodes, but at a broad brush, right? um, The simplest one to relate back to Freemasonry are, and you guessed it in the chat, um, the four cardinal virtues. And so one way to think about it is, how they are presented right so there's not a direct um there's not a direct correlation between the four cardinal virtues and the four uh, elements um at least not according to anything that like saint thomas aquinas wrote but but when you look at the artwork that was very predominant of these different archetypes um you'd see things like for temperance you'd often see temperance with a jug right usually for liquids of some sort, right? Uh, you were trying to be temperate of, of liquids. So that would, that would be the water cup. element. Yeah, exactly. Um, the fortitude would be, um, you know, the spirit of fire, like your... Manifestation. You're your, your manifesting things. Prudence is interesting because in a lot of early Christian artwork, you'd see prudence uh, with a mirror or with a snake. And so when you see the snake there, that's the, the material earth, you know, a... a, a a creature that crawls on the earth, and then you know, justice would have the scales and would often often be holding a sword. Air for air, right? So you have those four elements loosely corresponding to the archetypes that are associated with those uh cardinal virtues.
2: I love the snake one for for earth or ground, and we'll we'll flesh that one out more during the mm-hmm. the earth episode. But yeah, there's a lot of symbolism in. You know, a snake crawls on the ground on his belly, doesn't <laughs> even have legs, and all the things that are associated with that. So I'm super jazzed for that.
1: Well, again, that's kind of that that correlation between dust, right, and then the creation story with, you know, Adam being formed out of dust from the earth.
2: But that was that was super awesome primordial dust. That wasn't, like, the crappy dust that, like, we bury we bury people in and there's like rotting trees and cause everything was paradise. Remember it was super awesome. Awesome. The best dust ever. Um, But yeah. So when it gets to um, the expulsion of paradise and, you know, them having to kill things to put over their special parts, you know, because they realize they're naked and stuff, then the earth starts to get corroded, I guess, for lack of a better term, but Fig more aprons. on earth, more yes. on earth. Mm-hmm.
0: later. Mm hmm. So tell us about uh, Sir Isaac Newton, Joe. What about him? Uh, What did he do?
2: He was the man. Oh, he was the man. Yes. So, um, so we're skipping ahead a lot. So what else you got then? um, Okay. So let's talk about, we talked about the Greeks um, and then uh, basically this, this primordial element theory lasted for a very long time and it was again i I mentioned it earlier it was more political and sociological than it was actually scientific you know there was basically a rut in time across most of europe uh that we like to call the dark ages right where nothing got done you know and everybody was afraid to do things and everybody was afraid to speak so um both philosophy and science kind of came to a grinding halt for a long time but after about a thousand years, people got kind of sick of it, right? So you had people um, in the Renaissance and the Enlightenment that start to talk about, you know, these theories of matter. And Isaac Newton was a big proponent of it. And especially when it came to his studies in alchemy, which was a precursor to chemistry. Ooh.
0: Yeah. So um, so I tried to find some alchemical connections. I've seen... Different pieces of artwork that try to relate the the four classical elements with, say, salt, sulfur, and mercury. Um, and, and the interesting thing is, I haven't seen anything that's consistent. So, that whenever I do like <clears throat> esoteric research, like everyone's got their different view and their lens that they view the world in. Um, so, I try to take a, a syncretic view of of research in in this in the sense of if the majority of people are are using this system, then that's good enough. But if like, if there's no consistency <clears throat> to the placement or the order of things, then I get, <clears throat> I get a little skeptical. So I was trying to find, you know, an, uh, an illustration that shows for the four classical elements aligned to, you know, how do you combine them to form salt, su- sulfur, and mercury. But um, again, I, I didn't want to show something and, and be misleading, because there really was no uh, agreement on that.
2: No, and it's, it's kind of hard to do that, right? Because when you're talking about the alchemical process and those three ingredients, let's call them, they're more a process of change than of an actual building block, right? right. So mm-hmm. you're, you're mm-hmm. trying to line things up that aren't there.
0: Uh, and, and also I've seen them try to be corresponding to like the seven uh, steps of uh, alchemy right? of, of the great work. And so you're now trying to fit four things into seven holes and you're like, that's it doesn't it doesn't add up right so okay i know what kind
2: of parties you go to buddy but um a lot of good alchemy parties we make it work alchemy parties alchemy parties (laughs) put that on (laughs) a (laughs) vent right 40th alchemical shindig
1: (laughs) so what i what i will share is um some of my Noahide presentation actually talks a little bit about the uh, the alchemical context of the Noahide flood. Nice. Yeah. And so pulling that window up. Give me just a
2: second. Is the contrast going to hurt my eyes? Yes. Did I put on my Yes, because
1: it's my it's my old slides. That uh, yeah. Mm. Spoiler alert the uh, the presentation is undergoing a complete and utter overhaul.
0: You're converting it from Office ninety seven. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So,
2: ooh, those are the four elements.
0: Yeah, that's what I said.
2: I knew that.
1: Okay, cool. So, got this actually out of um, one of Tim Hogan's. Uh, books. And, um, you know, really just looking at the story of Noah with the hero, hero's journey, like you have the, the pre flood or antediluvian world obsessed with the material, it's, it's money and pleasure and, and just kind of rooted in, in earth. Um, then you have that water, that, that cleansing initiatic flood. Um, that sweeps away all of that profane. Um, the distillation stage, as uh, John mentioned, is that that dove or raven released um, after the flood and uh, the burnt offering upon exit from the ark is the fire calcination stage. Um, I know those are out of order, um, but that that is a way that these things kind of make, sense to me
2: but you're putting them number one awesome 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 i always love when you show these slides um and number two you're putting them in the correct order right because you've got different people will place the four elements in different ways either you know in a square where they're all equal parts or from a descending to an ascending 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 i just went all jason greek on this (laughs) and but and so (laughs) But you got it, no, you got it in an ascending order, which is, which is spot on, right? You've got earth and then you've got water and then you've got air over the water and then fire hangs out in the sky, keeps everybody toasty. So spot on.
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, bring up that slide one more time. Cause there, there's actually uh something that I, a little easy way to remember the, uh, the shape of the alchemical symbol of, of the four elements, right? So, okay just for me, this, this is how I think about them. When I'm trying to think about how to draw the triangles, which one's up, which one's down, which ones have the line through it, right? So imagine like the globe, right? And you're actually under, you're underneath the sea. You're all the way the very bottom of the sea, right? That would be the, where the, the deepest part of the earth, right? So earth um, actually has, let's say, wait a minute. Let me check your, check your symbols here. Um, yeah, so Earth is that line um, that you're you're you're, dig- you're digging down past the Earth, right? So then, right above the Earth is a pointing downward water. So it's like if imagine if you were pull that triangle up, you know, from the from the bottom of the sea, now it's just water. You're just in the sea, so that that triangle is pointing down, and then. Um, this makes uh, no sense. So,
2: oh, I, I see what he's saying. You know, I saying.
0: and and I, I think I disagree with the symbols that you have here. Oh, it's going to bug me, nail rats. Ah, we're gonna we're gonna find that for those of future episodes because we're gonna get the we're gonna get the right symbols here. because uh, I think I think this uh, I disagree with where the line is placed on these, and I'm sure that uh, some of the listeners of the show are going to find this too. So, oh my, hell. I will hold my thoughts for later. Cause it made much more sense as I was doing my research, but not now.
1: <clears throat> I'm not. Uh, okay. All right. I don't know. Um,
2: wait, wait, I'm making a list of,
0: you see things, where we're going with this
2: things that care about uh, placement of the lines. You oh, know, you it's know on the I I care don't care list.
0: You know it's what I care about? Artistic license. Yeah. Your face is artistic license. Okay. I, next I,
1: up. Thanks. My mama made it. <laughs>
0: can she get a refund? The next one is um, the the last thing that I have just as far as like correlations go. um, There's another thing again, I pulled out of uh, the same book, the elements of the elements by Tim Hogan. Uh, It's it's a brief summary of the different the different aspects of it, a really good overview. um, If you're interested in diving deep into the different uh, elements where they come from what they what they symbolize, because we're going to get into a lot more of this uh, symbolism. In future episodes but i have seen other um pieces of artwork of the body trying to relate uh, at least the torso and above to the alchemical um or sorry not the alchemical, the the classical elements um where i think it's either john d or shoot it's gonna i'm gonna I have to find the reference to that too i'm just losing it tonight <clears throat> um but i wrote down that uh the head has um is, is corresponding to fire because it has the tongue energy, like the, the, the words of the mouth, the how you express yourself, the chest um, is related to air, like through the lungs, but also through the heart. And then the abdomen, your stomach holds holds the water. Right? So from just looking from your stomach up, you have water, air and fire, and I guess you know, you're know you standing on the earth, um, or, or the lower parts of, of man are the earth. Uh, so And this is, again, this is taken out of other uh, philosophical texts uh, and diagrams, but I don't have it at the ready. So you have to believe me on that one. It's a much better correspondence than than my little triangle description that I'm going to get there. I'm going to show you how awesome my thought process is once Jason updates his charts. Uh, Wow.
2: (laughs) (sighs) Okay. I I don't know what you just said, but it sounded great and I love it.
0: So... Love you too, Joe. Kudos. All right, so um, let's start wrapping things up. Anything else to add about kind of the history, the science, the the background of where these these classical elements came from? Anything we missed?
2: I don't think we missed anything. I think it was a, a good high. I'm sure we'll get we'll get yelled yep. at for not going into detail, but mm-hmm. we promise you, there's four. We've more, got four more episodes. Four more
0: Stick them together, make a four-hour show. It's gonna be great. Yep. yep. Get some, get some
2: pizza. Make it happen. Okay. Have a watch party <sighs> or an alchemical shindig. Yes.
1: <laughs> Masonic lodge lock in I like high school style. Mm. <laughs> there you go. Right That's on. interesting.
2: Yes, but no, I don't think we left anything out okay. and I think that it was a good high level overview. Uh-huh. Uh, I think we touched on a little bit of everybody uh-huh. because most people just start with the Greeks and stay with the Greeks, but um, these concepts have been uh, have been in existence far longer sure. than, than you know the pre- Hellenized Greeks um, for far longer and it's been referenced in all the major um, groups that are out there. And the earliest writings far extend Empedocles and Aristotle and Heraclides and all those dudes. But again, they're the most prominent and they were the most written and they're the most talked about. So that's why they get a lot more credence than other folks, but everybody talks about them.
0: Awesome, all right. Uh, Final question of the night and we'll be skipping ahead. So this this will give you uh, some opportunity to think about it. The question for you is your favorite classical element and why? And so you can pull from the symbolism that we haven't talked about yet. Um, but, but let's prime the pump and think about what is your favorite classical element and why? Let's start with Devil Hands, Joe Martinez. I'm going to go with fire. Um, fire! fire yes. You can't fire. go with fire. Why?
2: That's yours? Yes. Okay. So we'll scrub out everything that I'm about to say, but fire is my I favorite. Mean, it won't be family. relevant anyway. I'll I'll say something weird so that you can come in. This Joe favorite. is on fire. That's right. I show up in much much fire symbolism. I am fire symbolism. in I'm my soul in your face. But uh, no, fire is my favorite of the four. Um, it is the one most associated with the heavenly things, and that's my favorite things to think about. So um, I'm going to shut up so Jason has something else to say. So fire for me. What? You See you next week. Yeah, that's nice. Don't cut yourself
0: short Happy on birthday. my account. Happy birthday, Jason. It's for you, birthday boy. Yay. Uh,
1: so fire is my favorite element, um, specifically because it deals with manifestation. And so I kind of, you know, I align myself more with the the wand suits on the uh, the tarot um, because it's a lot of project management, building new things, bringing people together and like doing really, really cool stuff, which is what I do for work. And so that's just kind of how, how my brain operates and
0: and how my mind thinks. Woo. Awesome. Good answer. Very good. All right. Uh, then over to me, let's see. Um, for me, mine, um, my default, while I like all the spiritual woo woo stuff that you guys do too, my default is the, the, the element of the avocado, no, the element of the air. avocado toast, the avocado toast, <laughs> unlike Joe Martinez, the, the element of air is related to like to the swords in, in the tarot. And, um, also it's a, one of the, I think fixed signs of the Aquarius. cause I'm an Aquarius. So I default you know, generally to the intellectual over the emotional. And, um, so it just, it just relates more, uh, to to me for those reasons so for those reasons i'm in here we go great episode good high level just what we just wanted to cover without going too deep in all the symbolism because we've got a lot of awesome stuff to cover there so um stay tuned for uh the other the other four parts of this five-part series and i want to thank you all very much for watching keep searching for more light. have a good night
1: Wow.